This is a podcast from BFM 89.9, the business station. BFM 89.9, my name is Daryl Ong and this is Bar None, the show that brings you through the ins and outs of the sporting world. The second edition of FA of Selangor's Women's Super League is reaching its conclusion with two teams left in the tournament. The grand final is set to be played this Sunday, the 19th of March. A showdown between MBSJ FC as well as University Patahanan National Malaysia UPNM. Local women's football has been picking up in the recent years. However, still a long way to go for the game to excel. And with social leagues like the Women's Super League, it's definitely a step in the right direction for women's football. On the program this week are the two captains that will lock horns this weekend. Both also represent Malaysia on an international level. MPSJ FC's Steffi Sidu and UPNM's Azrin Mazlan joins us on the program this week as we preview the finals. This is the second season. So um, what happened to MPSJ last year? We got disqualified actually. Oh. Yeah, so it's very... Um, of last year for MBSJ but because we knew we were uh, one of the best teams uh, during the first season of uh, FAS WSL but because of like some small incidents uh, we got qual- disqualified and now here we are in season 2 back back into and again I mean not again I mean again in season 2 but now we'll be playing in, to, in the finals I guess it's a very it's very interesting and amazing for my team because uh, we we've worked hard so much from last year, we, we never gave up until this year. So mm. I guess, uh, like we said, uh, do, do not, don't give up, right? So, I mm. mean, you just do it like nothing is impossible. And here we are now. Uh, we'll be playing this Sunday, final of uh, FASWSL Season yeah. 2. It's a redemption yeah. arc almost. Uh, but for yourself, Azrin, uh, for uh, UPNM, it's uh, the new. T- uh, it's your first season, yeah, the first time uh, playing in this tournament. Yeah. Um, how would you rate? Uh, did you expect to make it to the finals? Uh, so basically, for UPNM, we are a new team, but we we are actually play for UPNM from last year. But then we didn't participate for WSL, and mm. all the players play for the Greece Milan, even for MBSJ also. So basically, this is my first season also. So it's quite amazing for us uh, to make it to the finals. So who expect a new team, but we can make it to the final. But definitely, we we have to give our best because MBSJ is one of the best teams. Of course, all know, all know that when we say one of the best team, all the senior players was there. And but what I can say uh, for this weekend, we we'll we will give our best performance of mm, course mm, it'll be yeah. an exciting time for sure um, how yeah. would you rate this level of competition Steffi uh, this edition or especially with new teams uh, c- coming into the league uh, I think this year we had we had like 12 teams mm. uh, last year we had 8 or 10 I mean it's it's good to see uh, many girls many women coming in to play football uh, many clubs joining especially yeah, like what Zirin said UPNM is a new team it's a university team and we have two university teams this year, which is UITM and UPNM. Mm. Um, I guess it's nice to see the juniors playing in, and because we know they are they are the future of the women's football. So, like my team, uh, I would say I, I let, 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 let me just be honest. Uh, my average age of my squad is thirty years old, <laughs> compared to other team, it's way different. They are like twenty two to twenty five years old, and my team, my team, you know, really, we are all mostly uh, senior. Experienced uh, national player, yeah, mm. I would say, and we will be playing against the 
junior junior team, which they are very fast, really fast, and uh, we need to, you know, make sure of uh, who we need to stop, who we need to. There's a lot of tactical going on this week of training as well, so I guess uh, we need to work on that. Yeah. But I guess I would like what Zirin said. We would definitely show our hundred percent. Sunday, mm, yeah. Don't, don't want you to share your your secrets here before the, the big final. <laughs> uh, but yeah, yeah. but Azurin, you know, both of you are and you, Staffy, are, are captains of your team. Maybe just bring us behind the scenes. You know, how do you prepare your team for big matches like this weekend, and what kind of strategies do you use to motivate your teammates, Azurin? So basically, I think the preparation goes not really well because I think certain of the players have to be with the national tryout, so we cannot. We cannot um, combine all the players together, which means maybe a uh, few players will be not available for the whole week. Hmm. So uh, for those who play, for for players who are available, they will, they will join in the training. But for those who are not available, they will continue by their own. Yeah. Hmm. But definitely, we will give our hundred percent. So all the tactical, we believe uh, with our players, the coaches tactical. So we see on Sunday how. Yeah, for sure. Um, Azrin, you're known to be a safe pair of hands. You're also the national team goalkeeper. Steffi, a bit of a date ball specialist, a free kick specialist. Um, <laughs> what, what, who are some of your biggest role models in football, either locally or internationally? Yeah, I mean, I of course, locally, I like, I love Safi Sali. He's one of the best striker in Malaysia until now. Still, he's the legend. I would say he's one of the best, um, best captain, best uh, striker, uh, best role model individually. He's very, uh, very disciplined and com- committed to everything. So I guess we all here. I think I think Azurin also would agree with me. Yeah. Safi Sali is one of the best uh, mm. role model for all of us. Yeah. Yeah. So as for goalkeeper, I think one locally, I would say Karo Famijemai because I also not high. He also not that high, but both of us have kind of similarity, which is. We are lack of our high, but I would say that Karofami one of the best goalkeeper mm. in Malaysia. Yeah, mm. that's great stuff. Um, maybe bring us to the start. You know, Steffi, we start with you. How did you? I understand that your parents were sports people as well. You know, they played sports all around. But how did you get started in playing football, and what made you decide to, I guess, take the next step to pursue it uh, professionally? All right, so. Uh, I started when I was eight or nine years old. So my dad was in his football match and he brought all of us to the field. Mm. So, you know, that's a ball. So that's where we started to kick around with my brother. And then that's where I actually fell in love with football. So after that onwards, every day I've been playing football, football, football. But uh, I mean, too bad my my time those days, we don't have any academies. We don't have curriculum, uh, football, futsal in school. So I guess my only uh, playing time playing football is only with with my friends my boyfriends all mm. those days when we were in taman at the padang we're just we're just doing that so but back in school days i was really active in i play hockey i play netball i play handball i play badminton i play everything mm. but just because uh, we don't have football still i said in co curriculum so i cannot uh i cannot like actually further my my football career uh, those days but compared to azrin she will tell her story later <laughs> because i'm i'm i mean Compared to our age, those days we don't have any of this. But now we have a lot tons of academies, football uh, clubs here and there. So I guess it's very, it's a very good opportunity for all the girls out there right now that who wants to play football. You have, uh, you know where to go, and you have a uh, a place to play football. So I guess there's there's no more restriction. Mm-hmm. But I think the most important is to have your parents' blessings. That's the most important. If you don't have that, I don't think I would I would be able to play football because 
Yeah. Everyone said that football is a man's game, but mm. nah, that's a taboo. It's it's yeah. not anymore. It's, it's not it's, anymore. It's, it's yeah. both. Yeah, it's not anymore. Yeah. For sure, Azrin, you're a bit younger yeah. than Steffi. Which <laughs> would you say yeah. that it was easier for you, you know, to to pursue this professionally? I wouldn't say it's easier, but I would guess it's around twelve years, right, Steffi? Is it twelve mm. years? Yeah. So back in my times, uh, I also like playing at the Taman mm. together with the boys. Mm. And until I, at the age of 12, I joined uh, MBSA Soccer Kid, uh, boy teams. And at the age of 13, I played for one MCC uh, Soccer Kid. Uh, so I'm a champion and I'm I am the first goalkeeper for the boys team. And that time, uh, it was like uh, youth team head coach was there and I'll be sporting from them from that. So I've been representing from under 14, under 16, mm. under 19 until the senior team. Mm. So basically, for the senior team, I start quite early at the age of 16, but making a debut at the age of 17. Like what Stacy said, uh, right now we have a lot of academies that girls can start playing football. We have to stop that stigma uh, that football is for men, mm. for boys. Mm. We have to stop that because we have women's World Cup. We have Women's AFC. So there's a lot of national games for women right now. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I think internationally, yeah. the women's game is really picking up as well. Yeah. You know, with the World yep. Cup yep. and more visibility uh, given to the women's game. So it's definitely yeah. a good step in a good direction. Um, but Steffi, you started uh, actually playing social leagues in futsal. Uh, you once said that the national team in futsal has a better chance of making it to the World Cup than our Malaysian uh, football team. Are more women these days uh, more interested in playing futsal rather than football? You think? I think. No, I think both actually. Like for me, because we we have we have to understand that in Malaysia, um, we we actually have the same players for football and futsal. Mm. Our pool of uh, players are small. very small mm. compared compared to the men's team. Because like men's team, if you are playing football, means you're you're stuck with football. If you're playing futsal, then you're futsal. But for the women's team, you see, like myself, I I. I actually involved uh, in futsal, both futsal and football for the national team. So I guess it's the same to all the other girls out there. So I guess it's a, uh, how do you actually like the sport and how do you want to continue it? Because for me, I guess uh, both sports, uh, futsal and football, they are different. They have their advantage. I mean, disadvantage and advantage. I guess uh, for me, like saying futsal will go to the World Cup first. Uh, maybe, and I would also think that maybe for the women's football, so they they actually could be the first team to be qualified for the World Cup compared to the men's team. I mean, mm. this is just an opinion, yeah. Yeah, 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 for sure. I mean, yeah. futsal always seems like a more social game, a more accessible, a way to get mm. into you know playing the game. Uh, Azurin, did you start in, in futsal as well? No, I didn't play futsal. Mm. <laughs> I do play, but just socially. Mm. Yeah. So tell me a little bit about you know how you guys you know you guys are doing this. Uh, you guys have full time jobs as well. How how do you balance you know being you know playing for your clubs, playing for the national team? There's a lot of responsibilities and also dividing your time, your lifestyle between studies and work. How how do you manage that? Um, okay. Uh, I think for all the women's footballer out there in Malaysia, we actually uh, this is actually our part time job. I mean part time job of playing football. We 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 have our own job. Like myself, I work. I work from eight to five, mm. and I think Azurin she's also a full time student. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I mean, it's it's not easy because um, you know you have to manage you have to manage your time between uh, working, studying, and also playing football. 
at the same time i guess it's it's hard but like i said dedication if passion if you have love for the game for 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 the sport i guess um however tired you are you will try to manage it as well but like you see myself i'm still i'm 35 this year but still having the passion and love for uh the football for the country so that's why i'm still here um fighting for my sport to be playing for the national team and uh, because it's all about passion and uh, commitment mm. yeah mm. yourself Azurin how do you separate the time between studies and football I think Steffi and I was lucky because uh, our team is uh, sending a team for WSL and we, we can keep keep it which means uh, I mean like all evening we for sure we, we'll have training like 5 to 7 so right after the work we will continue for training mm. so basically yeah the dedication is the key point mm. yeah if you have yep. dedication you will still continue training because um because you love the game so when you love the game you will keep on working on that mm. until you achieve yep. it yeah. i think Steffi is one of the good role models she is 35 mm. but i can see that she keep training she keep pushing uh so all the younger players should adore her Yeah, definitely a role model. Age is just Thank a number, yeah. <laughs> after all. Yeah. Speaking of yeah. speaking of playing in the national team, uh, both of you were part of the last year's uh, AFF Championship in 2022. Um, we didn't we didn't to do too well at that tournament. We scored one goal. I think Staffy you scored it uh, against Indonesia. Um, looking back, right in hindsight, what are some of the lessons you guys took back uh, from that tournament? Uh, okay, so my experience playing with Azurin was actually two years in total. Uh, First year was in 2021. That was for yeah. the AFC qualifying mm-hmm. yeah. in Palestine. So we actually, I think, I think one of the best results yeah. compared yeah. because um, let me just bring you back to the story how it happened. So sure. in 2021, it was still pandemic, and I think we didn't have much training. We had only 25 days, Azurin. Yeah, not mistaken. Yeah, 25 days of COVID training. Everything was just inside. So basically. And we um, had like few times of COVID tests, right? Mm. Yeah, we had like few COVID tests going on, and it's, it's very hard for us. But we managed yeah. it very well, and we went to Palestine. So first match against Thailand. Compared, I mean, Thailand is just a different team. Mm. They are just they have they are continuously training. They've been training all every day, every time, every month. Uh, I mean, regardless uh pandemic or what, but they still are training. But our team. We actually stopped. I think the last they stopped was in year 2019. Okay. And then there's no we international tournament. Had, we actually had uh, online training, right? For months. Yeah. Yeah, they had online training. But they stopped in 2019. So two yeah. years after that, we came back for the national call-up to Palestine. And I think one of the best results against Thailand, we lost. Although we lost 4-0, but compared to other results before this, Because we all know Thailand. Thailand, Thailand was a World Cup team, mm. and we managed to hold them four nil. Not to be proud of, but I'm proud. I'm proud to be holding that score line for. We stop at four, mm. and yeah. and yeah, and and then and then the next uh, game we won against uh, Palestine. I guess for me, I think that's one of the best uh, memories for the national team. Mm. I think I think I think Azrul will have to agree with that as well, right? Yeah. Yeah. One, yeah. One of the highlights for sure. Mm. Yeah, and but compared to last year, uh, EFF, it was a bit yeah, not not that result that we wanted, but I think we all did our our very best as well. Lack of training, I would say, one of the reason. Lack of fitness, lack of tactical, but I'm sure hopefully if we have enough training, enough uh, tacticals, uh, drills or what, fitness and everything, I think we could actually achieve something. Mm. Yeah. Mm. 
Speaking of training, Azurin, uh, there's a relatively new head coach uh, in Solin Ozabi from Jordan who joined the national setup about five months yeah. ago, so relatively new. Um, you guys have been training under her, you know, how, how, is, how has uh, that been like, you know? Is it, was it easy to adapt to a new coach? No, I think today will be the first well, today session. Today the first, okay. Yeah. First yeah, time meeting. The first session, yeah. I see. And how's it? Are you excited? Yeah. What, have, what have you heard about her? I hope that she can bring something new uh, compared to the previous coach. Of course, I always want to learn something new, something beautiful about this game. Mm. So all the tactical, I hope that she can bring, she can bring something mm. to Malaysia, of mm. course. She comes with a wealth of experience uh, as well in the women's yeah. game. Of course, I mean, we are all excited to actually meet, uh, be meeting and playing uh, under Coach Solin. Mm. And uh, what Azurin said is true. We really hope that there's a new changes in the team. Hopefully, there's something, um, you know, something brighter for the women's football. I mean, everyone is hoping for positive. That's that's all we all need, yeah. Mm, for sure. Um, how would you rate, you know, you, you say that Thailand are, you know, like the kings of Southeast Asia, but how would you rate Malaysian women's football team compared to the other teams in the region? I would I say not. not I think as yeah. for there is not only Thailand. Thailand, yeah. Yeah, but uh, Philippines, Philippines, Vietnam, Vietnam is strong teams. coming to be playing for the World Cup. Mm. So yeah. I think three of the country is one of uh, the best country in Southeast Asia. Southeast Asia yeah. yeah. Yes, yes. I would have to agree with that because it's not only Thailand now. Vietnam, Vietnam uh, so Thailand is not playing in the World Cup this year. Vietnam and Philippines will be playing in the World Cup and uh, they are really strong. Oh, I mean, okay. Yes, they are really strong. Yeah, because uh, we played against uh, Philippines in the AFF last year. We lost. But their gameplay, everything was just changes, yeah. Mm. Okay. Really good. Yes, yeah. yeah. Sounds like we have yeah. a lot of work to do to, to get to that level. Huh? Yes, yes, a lot, a lot. Mm. Yeah, but hopefully, hopefully there's something this mm. year, maybe. Yeah. Um, and what do you think uh, some of the biggest challenges that, that face um, women's footballers today or aspiring women's footballers? Biggest challenge, I would say, um, it's actually uh, ourselves, like, it's actually individually, like, it's, it's yourself. Like, for me, I think you have to be mentally and physically strong mm. ready mm. because I guess if you're not strong and not ready physically mentally and then uh, you want to play for the national team I think that's not uh, that's not really it will not it will not help you in a way because this is a team event and this is not an individual event mm. we all need this to I mean to bring together I mean just example if you're injured and you're not being honest with yourself but then you're you're gonna you're just gonna be a passenger in the team. I guess it's not gonna help the team. Mm. So I think that's one of like the things that we we as play we have to be honest with ourselves. Mm. So that like I said, it's it's, it's a teamwork uh, event. Yeah. Azrin, how how can we encourage more girls and women to participate in football, especially at the grassroots level? You know, you see for men, uh, for boys, in public schools, it's readily readily available for them. But for women, not so much. How how do you think we can improve? football at the grassroots level? So I think uh, basically uh, opportunity of playing is mm. so much more important because nowadays there's we are lack of opportunity of playing like all the girls have to combine with the boys mm. so I think uh, some parents is not comfortable with that so I think we have to uh, we have to have uh, women football in schools so that uh, kids will be more exposure with women football they know how they can learn how to kick they can learn how to play even though it's they they just need to enjoy football mm, mm, rather yeah, than yeah. being stressful and everything yeah 
Yeah, yeah. Enjoy the game before thinking about yeah, pursuing it yeah. professionally. Yeah. Uh, Steffi, you've been in it for a long time. Um, you're also part of the PFA uh, with a goal to advance the women's game in Malaysia. Um, looking down the line, is coaching, especially in the national setup, part part of the plan for you? I mean, maybe, maybe. I Because, uh, of course, I want to also contribute something, give back to the community, which is like, I'll be, I'll be coaching the women's uh, national team one day yeah. but also I have to it's not easy to get there I have to go one by one I have to take some uh, some uh, license I have to go to mm. complete license C, B, A depends on how high I want to achieve but of course it's one of the plan after my retirement in football which mm. I hope not so early <laughs> yet <laughs> <laughs> Hey, Zlatan is playing at 41, yeah. you know, so... <laughs> yeah, you, you know you know what, what Michelle Yeoh just said yesterday, like, ladies, don't let anyone tell you you're past your prime. So, I guess this is maybe the peak time, right? <laughs> <laughs> for sure. Yeah. Um, looking down the line for 2023, um, what are the plans for you guys? What are the future plans for you guys, either with your club or at national level? Mm, to be honest, uh, I would say I want to play for another uh, abroad team. Mm. So, you are still working on it. I don't know. Uh, maybe uh, uh, in June or maybe in August. I don't know. Nice. But hopefully, uh, I want to sign for a broad team. And of course, for the country. I want to represent country if I get the opportunity. And definitely, we'll give, I will give my very best. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Are there limited opportunities, especially for women, uh, to play their trade abroad, do you think, Safi? This question, yes. I mean, uh, we have to ask Azrin because she 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 played for uh, one of the clubs in India. So I guess, yes, of course, there's op- there's an opportunity open. Even mm. to myself right now, I actually have offered. Oh, nice. From one of the clubs in India as well, same as Azrin. But, uh, but I think um, it's a bit hard for me because I have my commitment here because mm. I've been working. Mm. So it's it's really hard. But I said like, if outside there, there's there's more uh, there's opportunity open for any women girls out there, just go. Just go out and try. Like how what Azurin did. I mean, you cannot be at your comfort zone. You have to go out and try to actually improve your level of football. Mm. Yeah. Great advice. Last question, ladies. Mm. Um, to start with, good luck for this weekend's finals. I'll be there. I won't be rooting for anyone. I'll be <laughs> straight down the middle. <laughs> just looking for... Maybe you, you Maybe you can be there to interview us again. Maybe. Maybe. <laughs> maybe I'll talk to you, ladies. Um, but yeah, as yeah. a parting message, what, what message would you like to send to your fans and supporters of the women's game uh, in Malaysia? Azrin, we can start with you. Uh, so, whoever available this weekend, uh, come and watch our match uh, MSD against Japan. We will definitely give our best performance and... Uh, I hope that you start in love with women football because we are growing. Mm. Yeah. So uh, to all the football fans out there, especially uh, my my team MBSJ, MBSJ <laughs> <laughs> fans. I mean, my fans, friends, family, everyone. Yeah. Uh, we all know the sun. This Sunday is the final match, and I hope that will we will have actually extra media exposure for this uh, match also because it's 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 also for the Hari Sukan Slango. Yeah. Hope that people will actually notice this, notice the women's football. I mean, everyone who, who whoever is free this Sunday, I think kickoff will be at 5 p.m. But they will have the whole activity starting from 8 a.m. onwards. Mm. Yeah. So just come down to Stadium MPPJ Kelanajaya this Sunday, 19 March. Just come and enjoy the the women's football, regardless MBSJ or UPNM, whoever is going to win. We will definitely show our 
very very best uh, this Sunday. Definitely right. a good football match. Yeah. Hopefully. That was Steffi Sidu and Azurin Mazlan, the captains of the two teams that were lock horns at FAS Women's Social League and PSJ Steffi Sidu and UPNM's Azurin Mazlan. The finals will be held this Sunday, 19th of March at Arena and PSJ with entrance free of charge. And with that, we've come to the end of this week's Bar None. If you'd like to revisit that interview, you can head over to our website, www.bfm.my forward slash bar none. And if you'd like to get in touch with the program, you can tweet us at BFM Radio. My name is Daryl Ong and this has been Bar None, the show that brings you through the ins and outs of the sporting world. Join us again next week, only here on BFM 89.9, The Business Station. You have been listening to a podcast from BFM 89.9, The Business Station. For more stories of the same kind, download the BFM app.